Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Sloan Pfeiffer, who's an editor, writing coach, and writing workshop facilitator. And she helps people to find their voice and strengthen their storytelling. Oh, I love that. Hey, Sloan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Ah, you're welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Sure. Um, So I've been doing what I do as an editor and workshop facilitator and uh, writing coach for on and off for about 15 years. Um, But it's always been in sort of a haphazard freelance mode, um, only with word of mouth referrals, um, and always been sort of bouncing back and forth between that and day job life, um, grad Mm. school, other commitments. Um, So it's always been, you know, a little one step forward, two steps back, or kind of dipping my toe into the waters of freelancing, but not really going all in. And so I decided um, that this year would be really my year of deciding to go all in on what I'm doing and and actually build my website for the first time. Um, it's up. It's a big half. step. <laughs> I one, one that I was promising myself for a long time. Um, and so I decided that it was time to move my business online, start expanding beyond those word of mouth referrals um, so that I can, you know, grow my world larger, connect with more people um, and talk book nerdery with more people because I always need more people to nerd out about books with. Beautiful. Love that. So your clients, when they come to you, what what are they really looking for help with? What do you help them to maybe work through so that they can really excel at at what you offer? Oh, that's a great question. Um, And to be honest, it really varies quite a bit because I work with clients um, at at various stages of readiness with bringing Mm. their story out into the world. Um, You know, as as we talked about, I do some editing and some writing coaching. And so, you know, sometimes I'm working with a manuscript that someone feels like it's almost there. You know, I just need another pair of eyes before I start querying an agent or maybe I need another pair of eyes and a little advice about whether I want to query an agent or whether I want to go the self-publishing route. Um, And then I also work with people who 
don't necessarily identify as writers, but feel like they have a story to tell, whether that's someone who has expertise they want to share, something they've been through and they might want to write a memoir, but they're not exactly sure mm. how to begin the process, whether they're a good enough writer, um, you know, maybe writing is something they've always wanted to try, but they don't have a lot of experience with it. So, you know, I work with sort of either end of those spectrum, you know, people who are pretty much ready and anxious to get their book out in front of readers or people who are saying, maybe I need a little help coming to the page for the first time or coming back to the page for the first time in 10 years. Um, but in either case, that's really, I see it as a different manifestation of the same work, you know, helping mm -hmm. somebody who has a story they want to tell, figure out how to tell that story and how to tell it well across boundaries, you know, whether that's between getting the story from the writer to the reader, um, you know, or finding a way to bring other parts of their life into kind of writing mode. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's all about just helping people get their story, you know, across across that sometimes major gap between reader to writer or writer to reader excuse me nice so you so you summarize that quite well no matter where they are within the business there is something unique about okay wherever you are in the journey here's what it's all about here's the the essence of what you do so with that do you find that no matter where they are what is it that you have to help them to work through what is the whether it's a belief or a challenge or is there something that you find time and time again that you have to help nurture, work through, or destroy? <laughs> that's that's a great question. Um, the one thing that comes to mind is um, the figuring out. Um, you know, I talk a lot about story and how to how to make sure your story hangs together, how to make sure the story is told well. And so because I work with both fiction writers and nonfiction writers, um, sometimes we come around to this um, sort of back and forth around, but this really happened. You know, this happened to me and I wrote it down just like it happened. So I'm done. Right. You know, or this this piece of this story that I put in my novel, um, mm. you can't tell me to revise it because I, I'm actually pulling that from my life. That's true. It happened. Um, and so a lot of times, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, I'm working with people to really find, you know, the right ways to find their voice so that what's true or what they're putting on the page really feels true to the reader. Because sometimes you tell a story that's true, but it's not gonna ring true on the other end. Um, or sometimes, you know, particularly when someone's writing memoir, um, they're so close to the people in their lives that they, they need a little outside perspective to be able to look at those people as characters because whether the story is true or not if you're writing memoir if you're writing an autobi autobiographical fiction the the readers seeing those people as a character and so you know it's it's figuring out those ways to to keep the authenticity but to do it in a way that the translation works so that it's it feels authentic and compelling to the reader what would you say would be the one 
beautiful bit of advice about when if someone is struggling with their storytelling, struggling to actually maybe make a start at this, uh, what would you say? To have more fun with it. People get really, um, people get caught up in the rules and there are certain, there are all, always rules in writing, excuse me. There are always rules that you hear. And so often, you know, as young people in school, we were taught a lot of writing rules, the way that writing yeah. gets taught in school. And so people come to the page with this sense of, but I, I'm not sure if my grammar's great, or I'm not sure if I, you know, know the the tropes of this genre, or I don't know if I know how to tell my story in a way that's really going to make sense to other readers. And, and people can get caught up in the fear or anxiety of it. Um, and then people can, you know, just the plain sort of blocks around the fear of the blank page or, you know, knowing how to sustain yourself to keep going. Um, and so I of, often advise just have more fun with it. Um, that's something that I often do for clients. I have um, uh, some samples on my website um, of experiments that people can do to to jumpstart their writing, to start writing for the first mm -hmm. time if you're maybe playing with a project or to get back to the page, um, to just bring some joy and ease back into the process because it's always easier to edit down and to take things away than it is to get stuff onto the page in the first place. Love that. That advice there, I think... Uh, it's not just for storytelling. It's not just for writing. It's for business in general. I mean, think about the law of polarity, it, play and hustle. Now, it's when we find ourselves really struggling, really grinding and finding coming against the uh, the resistance, the way you, you broke it down there with a smile on your face and it's like, hey, fun. Yes, exactly. Play. To find that play with a, with your business. When things feel really hard, you can just move that slider over to the, the playful side rather than hustle. Now things come a bit lighter. Now things become a bit clearer. Um, yeah, and I think that's a beautiful bit of advice across the board. If we all have a bit more play and fun, everything's a bit easier. And surely with storytelling and writing, isn't that the, the crux of it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you related it to business. I feel like that's been um, a big shift for me this year as I've been moving online is sort of thinking about, you know, I don't have to worry all the time about doing it exactly right. Some things I can just kind of play with it and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, logically, you say that, but it's still tough, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so what's it been like for you as as you started to go through this transition, because, you know, we've heard you know, what you do. We've heard that, yeah, this is the year where you want to move forward. It is time to, rather than sort of dabble or stay as, as the freelancer, it's no, it's, it's now time. I am now ready. Whatever you needed to get yourself to that point, whether it's I need the, the information, I need the experience or need to kick up the bum, whatever it might be. What is it like for you now as you start to find these um, well, back to what you said before, the fun versus the rules. Oh my gosh. So now you'll find the rules of here's how you show up on social. Here's how you advertise. Here's how you write for a website rather than for a novel. So are you coming up against what you coach other people Absolutely. in a different way? <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is that like? What what of those rules? What are those is that of that different environment is 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 tough? Oh, that's a great question because honestly, so much of it is, you know, and it's a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Um because, you know, like you said, the rules and, and the best way to show up on social is a great example, mm. you know, because there are so many things in the online space that a lot of people have opinions on. And some of those opinions are contradictory. Um, and some of those opinions, you know, make you feel like, oh, if you don't do it exactly this way, if you're not on all of the channels, if you're not on TikTok, if you're not on, you know, if you're not do this one thing, then that's it. You're screwed. You know, you're never going to get traction. You're, you know? And so I think for me, it's, there's been a lot of kind of looking at things and figuring out how, what's really the non-negotiable, you know, <laughs> like, okay, so my website needs an email list. My website needs a way for people to contact me. Absolutely. Do I need to be on every single social platform? Not yet. <laughs> absolutely not yet and more likely never but it, you know taking it a step at a time and mm. letting myself look at it sort of rule by rule and say is this something I need or is this something for later or is this something for other people that's not going to work for me or is this you know a space where a lot of people are in but my right clients aren't necessarily in that space so it can be backburnered for some other time or maybe yeah. never. Oh my gosh, there is a lot of questions you just pumped out there. There is a lot of, there is so much overwhelm in in this and it, it can be it can be so tough to see, oh yeah, you gotta be on every single platform posting 12 times a day and you have to do it in this particular way. And all this, you must do this, you have to do this, is, is, I mean, everything works. I say this so many times, all the marketing, all the techniques, they all work, but are they right for you? And you, one of the best ways to look at that is to, oh, what, what do you want to do? Where do you best show up? What, where do your audience want to interact with you? And also as a solopreneur, you may not have time to do 12 different strategies at once. And that's got to be okay. So as you find your your steps through this, it sounds like you've done your research, you've seen what the environment would be like, and you have all these questions. Where have you found yourself right now to, okay, here's my flags in the sand. This is what I'm doing. Rightly or wrongly, what, what is that? Um, I think being really easy with taking it step by step. You know, my, my website is live and I'm, I'm focusing, you know, and, and also, I mean, you made such a great point about what's right for you and, and where, where's my skill set in all this, because nobody wants to see me dancing on TikTok. I promise you that. So, you know, where, where do I best show up? But the gurus um, say that that works. Come on, put your hat on, <laughs> get dancing, right? Right. And so, you know, where, where am I going to be able to, you know, to really show up in a way that's transparent in a way that yeah. feels comfortable in a way that I feel like I can be myself and like my weird, quirky, artsy self, but still connect with people out there who need to help telling their stories. Mm. Um, and so I, you know, to full disclosure, I do not have a lot of presence on social yet. I'm still trying to decide what's right for me, you know, as I work on my website, building, you know, beginning to 
ideally set up a, a very robust blog um, over time um, mm-hmm. because I show up in my writing. You know, that's why I do what I do. Um, but then, you know, also I've had an Instagram for a long time. So, you know, but then I step in and out of engaging with it. Um, so I'm really taking things very step by step and looking at choices, you know, and, and because I realized over, you know, in this 15 years of doing this haphazardly, there was a lot of, um, getting caught up in the shiniest object and feeling like, oh, this is what I need to do next, or this is what I need to do next. And I think this time I want to take it a little slower and decide, you know, what, what is the smartest next step here? You know, what, what do I want to do in a way that's going to sustain, you know, having a growing business and also peace of mind and also my life as a writer and an artist, you know, like, how am I going to be able to do this in a way that works over the long term? you know, like, like the turtle and the hair story, like, I don't want to leap forward after the shiny object right now. I want to build something real for a very long time. Mm. This is where we can talk about the law of the law of rhythm. Because if you go from shiny object, oh, squirrel, oh, this, I need to do this. And, and it's, as you always, haphazard, great word. That kind of way of, of doing things that you don't really get the analysis, you don't really know what works. You kind of do all these things, nothing quite works, but you're doing okay, is a confusing place to be. To swing the other end of, okay, let's pause, let's do things in the right way. As humans, we tend to overcompensate to swing from one extreme to another. So it's how we can sort of catch ourselves in this moment of, ah, okay, I may I may have swung too far and that's okay. Again, information awareness, how to guide ourselves back in. So you say that you've got no social presence or not much of one right now. How much is, of that is down to, okay, I need to be mindful and choose my way. How much is down to, yeah, I'm just terrified. It's just, it's, it's tough and it's overwhelming. If we can understand, okay, where is that coming in realistically? And you may not have thought about it in these terms before. Then you can start to be like, okay, cool. Now we establish that. What's next? Um, you know how to ask the hard questions. <laughs> you are so welcome. I think... Uh, you know, it's, it's really easy to say, this is all about, you know, going slow and making the right decisions, but, you know, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of fear and overwhelm there. Mm. Um, You know, and I think in some ways it comes back to, you know, again, I think we were talking about this before, sort of the, the switch from being the, the, just the creative person to trying to do all the things, you know, I'm, I'm used to showing up. I, I, came into this, you know, long history. I I was, I did a lot of theater and puppetry um, many years ago. And so I'm used to showing up on stage um, behind a mask, behind a puppet, or with a memorized script, knowing exactly what I'm going to say and what character I'm going to be portraying. But I'm not as used to showing up as myself. Mm. (laughs) And so, you know, making that leap and making that transition into being able to, you know, know how to show up as myself, but then also in a way that's going to hit the right algorithms, promote my business in the right way, find the right clients and not the wrong clients and follow, you know, all of those rules. It's, 
it's overwhelming for sure. Oh, now you're back to rules again. Um, crumbs, yeah. I could pick one of many, many case studies from the Unforget Yourself program of how we coach people through this exact environment. Forget that, I'll tell you about mine. Because from my personal story, going from you know an agency of a solopreneur, doing all the work, doing everything, um, the, the badge of honor, everything comes through referrals and word of mouth. I love that. It was a, I was lying. It, it was a safety mechanism. So I didn't have to go and be seen because if I am, then I'm terrified. What if people will not react in the right way? What will people say? I lived with that for years. So by sharing my example of, you know, understand that from firsthand, it, it's, it can be so tough. It's how we're able to find that. And as accidental entrepreneurs or those that are trying on that journey from solopreneur to CEO, it's, I thought I signed up to do this amazing job. I didn't realize that now I've got to be the face of this business. And I was coaching a lady just a few weeks ago about this very thing, how to, and I never wanted to be seen, but it's kind of asking it of you. So you can either find a way not to be seen or... Let's find the most rawest, authentic version of yourself. So when you are seen, it's like, yeah, I'm not hiding. I'm not trying to work out what acts, what persona to put on. It's this is me and this feels in alignment. So where can we find that alignment with, with you? What do you, what do you want? How do you want to do this? Because forget the rules. Let's chuck them in the bin. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, it's a lot to think about, really. <laughs> you absolutely put me on the spot. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think the one of the things that I need to figure out how to I think I need to find the right place between figuring out how to how, how to know that I can chuck the rules in the bin, as you said, and not not worry that there's going to be one, you know, that I'm going to say the wrong thing on email that's going to get me put in the spam bin forever. Or, you know, it's like the this feeling that, you know, mm. I'm out of my depth here. There have got to be some rules that I can't throw away, right? And then, you know, my sort of calming down my brain from thinking about, you know, so then I have to follow this rule and this rule and this rule, because the truth is, I, I just want to show up as myself. You know, yeah. I have been, I've built my whole life on connecting with other people around books, around art, around, um, my degree was also in translation. I like to connect people across, you know, mm. back of artistic media, boundaries of geography. Um, I'm working on a translation project in, you know, those tiny snippets of spare time. And I like being able to bring all of that to the table um, because you never know, you know, one of the things I love about my work is I get to work with so many different people, you know, with, with entrepreneurs, people and other, you know, one of my clients recently was um, a retired surgeon that couldn't be farther from any of my experience, but I get to hear those stories, you know, and I get to look at how those stories connect with others. And there's a lot of translation in that. There's a lot of metaphors in puppetry, in translation, in all these like weird nerdy things that I love. And to be able to bring all of that to the table and have people see that 
that there's, there's utility in that, you know, even for people who have never met a puppeteer before. And they're like, wait, you like what? <laughs> and, and these, I think these skills, these experiences that you bring is just adds to the wealth, adds to the armory that you bring to your clients of how to bring out their story, how to retell it, how to, to allow them to, to move forward is, is kind of beautiful. And that's why you're absolutely unique in what you do. Thank you. That, that was really cool to hear. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey, you're so, so welcome. I think it's important to find, to find those things because yeah, imposter syndrome, it comes out with everyone, all these overwhelm and fears and dramas, they're all over the place. If we want to find the threat, we'll find it. If we want to find things to hold us back, we will find it. We're let's tie this into storytelling because as entrepreneurs, aren't we experts at telling the stories to, to keep us safe, telling the stories to guide us? And that's all they are, stories. So if you could squash one story that you may be telling yourself about this, about this next transition, if you could squash one, what would it be? The story that creative people aren't as good at, bis at business. Where's that story come from? That's a great question. Probably from a lot of years living in a culture that doesn't financially reward the arts, doesn't think of it as practical. You know, I when I think back to... Um, I, I was an English major in college, but my college had two different tracks. So you could follow the creative writing track or mm. the literary studies track. And I studied both creative writing and literary studies. And so we were referred to as double English majors. And so I spent half my 20s cracking the joke that I was a double major, a double English major. So I was twice as unemployable because I needed to put <laughs> up that armor before people said, well, what are you going to do with an English degree? You know, we, we don't, we don't always value the arts in American mm. culture. And, and that's, it's been that way for a long time. And so I think, you know, I, I've, I've often sort of had to put on that, you know, sarcastic, you know, cynicism armor of, you know, well, I, I had to do the most impractical thing, you know, not only am I into books, I'm into translation, not only am I into theater, I'm into puppets, I had to take the least practical avenue out of anything I liked. <laughs> And it, it's all, you know, it's a defense mechanism because people ask you, you know, what are you going to do with that? Or, you know, and, and oftentimes the answer is, I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to figure it out. And oh, so I, crumbs, that's, yeah. that's where the story comes from. I think, you know, creative people aren't as good as at business, which honestly, I think is bullshit. Can I swear on this show? <laughs> which Absolutely, I think, you can. Which I think is bullshit, you know, because so much of being in business is about being creative and finding ways to solve your problems. Oh my gosh, right now, the only way you can grow your business, the only way you can do it is to actually get, get your messaging, get your targeting, get the, the core essence, the communication. You're building relationships. So with this, I love the way when I, when I interview people, on, especially on this podcast, about, oh my gosh, you mean I found this thing that I love to do and I can be paid for it? 
you mean this is actually going to work? I think that moment is just beautiful once you realize it. But if that's what's been holding you back, if that, but that's not good enough, and you've had years and years of putting that protective layer up, um, yeah, it's time to, to remove that one bit of time. What's it going to be? Maybe some proof. Whatever it might be, find a thing that can, can squash this belief because everything, you know this from, again, from the amazing work that you do, everything is just a story. Everything's storytelling. Yeah. We can come into the same situation and I can see it differently from you. So my story might be, so there is no truth. It's just perception. Mm. Mm. Squash stories. It does it serve you. If it doesn't serve you, wish it well, chuck it in the bin. But if it serves you, ha ha ha, keep believing it. I don't care if it's wrong or false. Keep believing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Look, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much for playing along and not only just sharing what you do, but you know, behind the scenes as an entrepreneur on the verge of scaling and growing. Um, it's fascinating to hear this and thank you for being so open. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been great to talk with you. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the work you do, where can they find you? Um, best way would be my website, um, which is www.katesloanpfeiffer and Pfeiffer is F-I-F-F-E-R. Um, katesloanpfeiffer.com. Super stuff. Well, everyone go check that out. And Sloan, thank you so, so much for playing along. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It's been great talking. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.